Hey, so I've decided that I'm going to grow out a ponytail. Like this? I've, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you do actually have a ponytail. You really want to be considered seriously as a journalist. It just stays out of my face. <laughs> did you know I had this? Was this a build-up to a not. <laughs> The ponytail reference was not in reference to you. We can get one of the the Hulk Hogan mustaches, like the walrus, <clears throat> and get a motorcycle. No, I've determined that no, 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 I'm the I need to stock up on <laughs> Marvel t-shirts. <clears throat> Are you ready for some serious journalism, Tyler? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for what is actually called film criticism? Lightyear sucked. That's film criticism. I don't, I don't understand, like... Is, is he recording right now? Uh, I don't understand how in one message someone can say it's almost crass and then in the next message say some of our content might even be considered pornographic. All right, let's get let's get inappropriate how. and juvenile. Right? Yes. You hey, know what's you not know what? juvenile? If inappropriate porn. and juvenile makes us number 241 in all of the Philippines. <laughs> let's be fucking inappropriate and juvenile. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the It's Always Sunny podcast literally has a sex doll. It has, I believe that. They've had a sex doll in, in place of Glenn Howerton for the last two or three episodes. Yes, but I don't understand how comparing our podcast to other Famous popular people. podcasts yeah. that are crass and not journalistic. Here's the reality of it. The reality of it is it's time for some organizations to join the times and understand that people who do podcasts primarily... As their source of content, rather than also having a blog, or also contributing to WTHR, or also having a ponytail because they decided not to get a haircut over the pandemic, and then like looking like a fucking pirate. Hey. (sighs) Okay. Is this all staying in? I'm not going to argue. He can leave whatever he wants, and I don't really care. Ah, Ricky. I've had an opportunity to read all three of those emails multiple times, and... Do they keep you up at night? I don't give a shit. I don't believe you somehow. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Popcorn Tribunal, the least journalistic movie criticism podcast on the planet. Hey, on that note. How's everybody <laughs> doing? Oh, oh nah. look at that. I don't know why it's so loud again. It's what? all right. It's music to my ears. It's music in my ears. Loud? For sure. Here comes that line. You ready? You guys hear that? Yes, we hear it. You're fine. It sounds yeah. like good journalism. I know, right? Ah. Welcome to film criticism in the form of a podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Are you okay over there, Tyler? Uh-huh. You're sitting very quietly during the loud music. What? I'm a little disappointed. I didn't get a chance to stop for some candy snacks. I know, you usually bring me so so many sweet treats. I know. And delight thins. They're delightful. Wheat thins? Mm hmm. They will literally kill me. What? Because of the glutton. Because of the glutton, yeah. (laughs) They won't kill me. I just be on the shitter. Tyler's allergic to one of the seven deadly sins. I mean, I'm gluten sensitive and I eat them all the time. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Huh. Huh. I'm going to buy a box for the ride home and I mean, then be on be the shitter the whole know. night. I've completely derailed my diet with this. I don't know. Oh, that's terrible. Well, hey, welcome Today to Popcorn Today we're sponsored Tribunal. by Wheat Thins. Today. 
Nabisco. Wait. Hey, Chris, how's the, uh, how's the, so I, I saw on Facebook, you were like, fuck this thing. I want to get rid of this trailer, but I love it. I think it looks great. How's the, well, that was like weeks ago. I've changed a bunch on it. So yeah. So. Oh yeah. How's the problem the was getting things in the, uh, you know, in the mail that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Like hardware well, that I wanted. Did you get a colonoscopy coffee, bag I mean, by accident? That's happened to me. That's, mm. I don't even want to, uh, okay. Did you know you can mail literal shit? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Journalism, people. Next Journalism. time you poop in a mailbox, think about how legal that <laughs> no, might be. those are just Texas stamps. <laughs> ah, Ricky, ah. Yeah. yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Popcorn Tribunal. That's Tyler. I'm Hello. Tony. That's producer Chris. Hey. Here we are in the United States of America. And I'm so sorry if you're in Texas. I mean, yeah. No, seriously, I'm so I'm sorry, so if, you're sorry if you're in the United States Texas. of America right now. Jesus Christ. What the fuck is going on with this world? But anyways, we're here to talk about movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that I stand to be about 20 IQ points lower simply because of one of the movies that we watched this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, you know what time it is right now? Tool time. It's Yay. tool time. Hey, 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 with your favorite Speaking tools. of tool time, make sure to visit our sponsor, our producer, our... Uh, lover. Forever. Arson lover. CoffeeDudesCoffee.com. Uh, .com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, hey, what are you roasting right now, Chris? Um, well, this came from California. It's pretty expensive to pronounce. Wait. Um... Jeez, was that a weed? Joke? I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, same old, still doing uh, the Kenya and the Ethiopia. Ethiopia, nice, very nice. nice. Um, what did we drink Spray last mo. time? The Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Yeah, man, so. I'm gonna good. have to get some of that Kenyan from you. That sounds delicious. It is delicious. You'll win a marathon. <clears throat> it's coffee with legs. <laughs> no, you don't. don't huh? You didn't get the joke. Is it a race thing or a no? Poop I did. Thing? I said it's coffee with legs. What? And by race, you mean like marathon the race, right? Not like, oh my God, you're a racist. No, that show, um, The Amazing Race, it's about white people, isn't it? No. <laughs> That's Hannity. Wait. That's, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And then, um, so I had a long conversation with our friend Barry at Voyager Woodworks the other day. And since Chris decided to take the heavy click pen that I really wanted... Barry's going to make me my very, very own. So I'm really excited. You want to swap? I still got mine. VoyagerWoodworks.com, V O Y A G E U R, Old English. Name for an Old English writing instrument. Check them out, VoyagerWoodworks.com. And I think they're Voyager Woodworks at the Instagram as well. Really? Yes. Hmm. This is what we call a live read, folks. Only I'm not actually reading. And he doesn't know how. That's called improvisation. It's been dead for Ad lipping. Speaking of reading, I'm about to read you some movie nudes. In today's nudes, Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick star Lewis Pullman, son of Bill Bill Pullman, he plays Bab, is set to lead a remake of the Stephen King vampire novel Salem's Lot. Oh, good. The actor cannot wait to make vampires scary again. The actor spoke with Screen Rant recently and teased the aspirations behind the upcoming remake of Salem's Lot. Was Mickey Morbius one of the inspirations? (laughs) It's really exciting to bring vampires back. They've become a little bit sparkly and not so scary. When they originated, they were terrifying. 
I think Gary's really keen on bringing that back, and I think Salem's Lot is going to do it. I've been genuinely terrified on set multiple times, so that's a good sign. I think he did a great job. He's speaking about Gary Dauberman, the director. Is he a of, dog? He's the director of Annabelle Comes Home. Oh, yay! <laughs> what a hit! So the remake of Salem's Lot will find Bill Pol- or Pullman as Ben Mears, a writer who returns to his childhood home of Jerusalem's Lot, in search of inspiration, only to discover his hometown is being preyed upon by a vampire. He then bands together with a ragtag group and they fight the vampire. So, uh, let's see. The book was written in the early 70s. The original role of Ben Mears was played by David Soule in 1979. Wow. And then Rob Lowe also played it in 2004. They already remade it? Yes, but they were in miniseries. Oh. Uh, this will actually be a feature film. Um, so it's a task that's not easy to achieve, according to Doberman, because of the length of the novel. This Doberman, does he know that <coughs> vampires haven't been sparkly in like a decade? Doberman. What a good uh, boy. <laughs> Salem's Lot will be scary for two reasons, because it's Stephen King and the legacy is strong for a reason. And then also the material. Remember okay. Firestarter? Yes. What a hit. <laughs> Um, so it will land in theaters later this year. So late 2022. And they're just filming it? I, I think this, this story may have been a little, the conversation with oh. Pullman may, I mean, realistically, you can go from rapping to. No, I mean, it's exciting after quickly. the COVID era that they're able to shoot something and release it the same year again. You know? Yeah, That's for all. sure. Speaking of doing so, um, Spider-Man, <laughs> Sony Pictures, Madam Web. Oh, my God. It's a, basically a female Spider-Man spinoff. I know what it um, is. Added more to its cast as Emma Roberts is the latest to join uh, the universe. Now, Emma Roberts famously is the daughter of Eric Roberts, brother of Julia Roberts. I didn't know she... I didn't know they... Okay. You didn't know they were related? No, I didn't know Eric was her dad. Yeah, Eric is her father. Julia is her aunt. He's not having such a good career no more. No. <clears throat> so so after the success of Venom in 2018, Sony began <laughs> ramping, ramping up plans Rumpin. to use the Spider-Man-related Marvel. Yeah, you definitely enjoyed that movie, didn't you? Which one? Um, the one that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> Rump. <laughs> Madam Web is one of the upcoming Spider-Man spinoff movies to come from these plans, with S.J. Clarkson agreeing to direct the film previously. This movie is expected to reimagine the Spider-Man character with multiverse connections. Mm. Movement on Madam Web kicked into high gear in early 2022 when Dakota Johnson joined the product as a project as the lead character. The movie's cast yeah. has continued to grow from there, with Euphoria's Sydney Sweeney, um, and then... Also included Ghostbusters Afterlife, Celeste O'Connor. <laughs> After she got her hair checked. Transformers, The Last Night's Illabella Merked, and The Serpent's Tahar Rahim. What is this serpent? I was I was going to ask you that. Okay, good. Now, what a, a must have been from, a real success. Right? A report from Deadline shares that Emma is the latest cast member. Mm. There are no details on who she is playing. Mm. She's previously starred in TV shows like Scream Queens and American Horror Story. Movie credits also include We Are the Millers, Nerve, and Scream 4. I actually enjoyed Nerve. 
And I enjoyed Scream 4. Emma Roberts' addition to Madam Web marks her first ever superhero movie role. Oh my god. Right? Some people are proud of their Oscar winning. Others are proud of their superhero movie roles. And some people are proud of Nerve. Verve? <laughs> I enjoyed it. Shut your face. <laughs> <clears throat> um, okay. I'm naked with Dave Franco in this elevator. What? What was that movie about? So thoughts she might play Felicia Hardy or Silver Sable. Um, so there's even the chance that Emma could be the live action spider Gwen. Oh, wow. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson was talking about Craven and he's like, yeah, man, he's a big animal lover and he's mm-hmm. an anti-hero. And I'm like, an animal lover. Yes. Really? Really? His name is literally Craven the hunter <laughs> does he wear his leopard vest because it's, he just it's loves a lion vest he loves lions with so the head much. as the hood he's gonna is he gonna hunt tofu like what know, are you man. what is Sody doing you know to be fair i'll give him this some of the the onset video and pictures that i've seen it looks pretty cool it so could be cool we'll but sony yeah. likes to get in their own way yeah like right. mickey morbius yeah he has to drink blue ices to stay alive did you hear that that petition to release it a third time? Because is it we like were busy that week. Fifty thousand signatures now. <laughs> the troll. Did you see that my Insta post where at Walmart was like limit two copies per customer? Did and you just say the at? Yeah, you said <laughs> at Walmart. At <laughs> like, are they having that problem? Because all the Morbius shelves were completely stocked. That's funny. Who's buying more than two copies? No. But speaking of vampire movies, what a segue. Wesley Snipes has revealed that his team did prep two potential scripts for a Blade 4 that never came to be. After the hit Blade Trinity? 1998's Blade was one of the earliest live-action Marvel films. True. True. After Howard the Duck. (laughs) So 2004, Blade Trinity came out. Since then, the franchise moved away from his iteration of the character. With the hero being played by the rapper Sticky Fingers for the short-lived oh, Blade was the series Blade in show. 2006. I forgot about yep. Sticky Fingers. <laughs> yeah, Mahershala Ali will soon be reprising the role of Blade in the MCU. Blade was a trendsetter in many ways. In addition to coming at the beginning of the wave of modern superhero blockbusters, it was also one of the first wide-release Marvel films in cinema history. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Marvel had a hold on pop culture in the form of animated series like Spider-Man, X-Men, and then the Incredible Hulk television project, X-Men. blockbuster filmmaking was dominated by DC heroes like Superman and Batman. Although they were on their way out with Batman and Robin. Yes. Blade was the second ever but big budget Marvel the film second other, other after the budget. widely panned box office bomb, Howard the Duck in 1986. Howard the Duck. So here's what he had to say. He said, we actually wrote two scripts. We have two versions of a story that would have fit well into the Blade world. But since we didn't go that route and we didn't have the knock on the door again, we tweaked them and now we use them for something else. So I've got two Blade killers. So apparently Wesley Snipes is going to be a trying Blade to make two projects. Kind of character. Again. Yes. Okay. There are likely several factors that led to the franchise not moving forward with Blade 4. No, there's one factor, and it's called Blade Trinity. (laughs) Although all three Blade movies were substantial hits at the box office, paving the way for future R-rated superhero movies like Deadpool and Logan. The films became more and more poorly received by critics. With that consideration, combined with the tension between Snipes and David Escoyer, (laughs) 
The studio was tempted to find other outlets leading to the TV series, which only ended up lasting 13 episodes. Let's be honest. 13 episodes is a decent run. I thought it would get like a pilot movie and then nothing else, you know? Should the MCU's Blade become big enough to earn its own Spider-Man No Way Home style multiverse crossover? It might even be possible for him to reprise his version of Blade in a sequel. Would Sticky Fingers get in on this action? (laughs) Right. You know, so I did watch a couple episodes of that series, and it wasn't horrendous, but I mean, I enjoyed Wesley Snipes in that role just because he was so dry and droll throughout. Except when he goes full Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Motherfucker, you out of your damn mind! Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Didn't like someone shoot like right past his head or something. Yeah. He's like, what the? And he just mouthed it. He just mouthed, what the? <laughs> Some yeah. motherfuckers always try to skate uphill. <laughs> oh, speaking of skating uphill, what? A why? Segway. Where? Where did you watch that movie? Beavis and Butthead Beavis do the universe. And Butthead, where, where did you did you go to the theater to see this movie? No, it was direct to Paramount Plus. Okay, just making sure. I would have because I love them. Okay, so let's talk about it. Uh, do you, have you ever seen the show? Yes, I've seen the show. It's great. It's great when you're 18 years old. Incorrect. Do you like Office Space? Don't tell me incorrect. I'm allowed to <laughs> no, have just my hear opinion. Me out. It's called film criticism. Do you like Office Space? Um, the movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you like Idiocracy? Yes, I understand. Mike Judge is responsible. Then you need to give the show more credit than you're giving it, is all I'm saying. Well, so here's the thing. It's funny. Yeah. But it's humor of an 18-year-old. But it's so much smarter if you're actually, like, watching it. So, I will say this. There was one part of the movie that I really thought was perfect. Okay. And it fit the characters. It fit their intelligence level. And it felt very Mike Judge. Mm-hmm. And it also starred Tig Notaro. It was great. It was brilliant. <laughs> so, they, <laughs> they stumble into this college classroom. <laughs> I think it's in the humanities building or something. Yeah. Well, the story within the story is there's like a multiverse of me- Beavis yeah. and Buttheads and they're like, we need to go back to your own time. Here's the portal. Smart Beavis and we smart put it behind head. the humanitarian building because no one will be there. Humanities, not humanitarian. There's the difference between being charitable and being a feminist. Not not all the humanities I mean, <laughs> are, are feminism. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I think it's just equality because you're a human being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yes, so as they're walking across this college campus complaining about how much they never, ever wanted to go to college, they stumble into a classroom and Tig Notaro <laughs> plays the grade wise old professor. And they're talking about, we're going to get with the slut. <laughs> and uh, and uh. so all of the feminists <laughs> in the classroom are like, oh, my God. And then Tig Notaro in like her own dry Tig, she's like. All right. Well, this is a less. This is a learning moment, and then start, they start talking about white privilege, and then think they think it gives them the excuse to do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> and Beavis is like, "I know exactly what I'm gonna do." She goes, "Is this gonna change you?" And Beavis is like, "Absolutely." <laughs> and so all of a sudden, they think, "Hey, we're white. We can do whatever we want." <laughs> and, and they go directly was, to that jail. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then they backed up over the the bikes, and yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and then be, Butthead starts taking these pills that one of the don't put them in your mouth, put them in your pants. That was Beavis. I don't know. Beavis whichever. is the blonde one. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. 
Anyways. I think there's smarter satire in there if you're looking for it. I think there's two levels to it. Because, like, if he wanted to just do another reboot, he would have just kept, like, what he did in, like, 2011, where yeah. Beavis and Butthead are just magically in modern times, even yeah. though they're wearing Metallica and... ACDC well, first of all, the creepy 3G or 3D animation <laughs> in the beginning is like that's <laughs> frightening. I don't know if he did that simply because somewhere down the road someone was like, "I'm gonna 3D animate Beavis and Butthead and release pictures of them," because that happened. Um, where they had the odd 3D characters. This is what Beavis and Butthead would look like in a live action animated mm-hmm. film, and that's what they looked like, and it was fucking scary. Yeah. It was like if the cone heads had hair on top of their heads. That's what it would look like to me. So, um, the other thing I noticed is that all of the Secret Service men or the leaders in suits mm-hmm. all looked like famous actors who at one point have either played the president or someone important. Sure. So there was like Ed Harris, there was Robert Redford, uh, Morgan Freeman, did you notice that at all? I, did, I didn't catch that. I, <laughs> That's a good catch. I saw that. I was like, holy shit, is that wrong? Oh, my God, is that? It was pretty funny. So it had its moments. And yes, I'm I'm a big fan of Mike Judge's comedy. I think, Me too. Um, I think it's intelligent. I think it's societally directed. I mm. think it's um, one of those pieces where there's always a little bit of social commentary in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Especially with the idiots. But then if you look at things like Idiocracy, where, I mean, that was 2020 for us, you know? So it got less funny in 2020, but I think it's funny again. Yeah, a thousand percent. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, I mean. Well, actually, in Idiocracy, like the president seeks out the smartest man alive to fix this. And I'm like, no president would ever do that. Yeah, that's true. Every president thinks they're the smartest. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's, I, it's it's one of those things that I don't typically recommend to people because, like, you have to... Maybe I didn't like it because I didn't have time to sit with it, That right? could be. Because, like, if you, if you just, if you just, like, if this is your starting point, especially, because, like, I have friends who watch King of the Hill that saw this new movie was out and was like, should See, we watch I've this? I've tried watching King of the Hill and I just can't do it. But, you, I mean, you know me in animation. I just... I mean, I don't love King of the Hill, yeah. but, like, I think it's fine. It's... One of the more wholesome adult Damn cartoons. Damn it, Bobby. Damn yeah. it, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. But this, uh, it's, it's a hard... Chris sh- would chime in there. I was a little disappointed. Damn it, Bobby. There it is. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> but uh, this, this you have to have a little more patience for, because I think you'd turn one episode on and be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And sure, but like you have, there's there's layers to it. Yeah. I mean, I okay, so for me, at 46 years old, mm-hmm. it felt like I was living in my early 20s again, right? And maybe that's just not a place that I want to go again. Sure. Um, so maybe that's why I didn't necessarily you go, oh my God, IQ this is brilliant. But, but as 20s. we talk through it, <laughs> right, I realize that, yes, you're 100% correct. It's, it's definitely a Mike Judge film, first mm-hmm. of all. Um, and secondly, you know, there's... One thing about Beavis and Butthead is there was always a redeeming p- portion of each show, right? Mm-hmm. Something. Something came up. And yeah, it existed in this movie. Um, I don't know. Let me sit on it a little more. It's okay. And, if you don't we'll, like it, like, this is a hard... Like, I, I did not like it. I don't it. show anybody And the fact that this, it's on you know? Peacock, right? Or uh, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Because Plus. Um, new episodes are coming. Yeah. 
And this is kind of the start of that because now mm-hmm. they'll just be in 2022 because they have a whole movie. I I loved the interaction with Siri. The, <laughs> he, see that whole bit was great. He, that, that was pretty great. He thought he was talking to Serena, and that was yeah, that was pretty great. So it is stupid, but I think it's in there's it's more intentional than people give it credit. Well, for. I mean, you don't go into Beavis and Butthead for the auteur aspect. Of no, it, God, you know? no. You're not going in there, oh my god, this is going to be an Oscar winner for No, I'm not going to say it's like the most brilliant thing ever, but I think it's a little smarter than people give it credit for. That's all. And I think one thing I love about it and the show is like, they are dumb, but people still give them the benefit of the doubt, and yes. that's how they get in Everyone wacky. is good. In, <laughs> yeah, everybody well, gives them the benefit of the doubt. Let me clarify. <laughs> there are people that are not like, get the fuck away from me. No. There like are people that are would. like, oh, I'm sure he means well. You know, so and I don't know. That's I, that's. It feels like a Mike Judge thing, though, to have oh, yeah. everyone has the best of intentions in some capacity. Except these two jackasses. Except for <laughs> these two jackasses who are just trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I I don't want to use the words hate. There's a few things I was able to bond with with my dad growing up, and this is one of them. So I think really? I, I think I just have a soft spot for it for that reason. And who too. did you identify with more, Beavis or? Well, my dad would do that stupid shit growing up, and he would tell me about it. <laughs> I've met the man. Like, and... like there's one where they're uh, playing with a bug zapper. One of them puts their dick in it, and it's just like stupid shit like that. He would do. <laughs> Time out. Did you just tell people? All around the world. Oh, he didn't do that. I was just thinking of a specific. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he'd probably be dead. <laughs> but he'd go up with his like high school friends to like the drive-thru and be like, Hi, I'm Polly the Penis, and I just love to have fun. You know what I and still do? And drive away. You know what I still do, right? <laughs> hmm? I still do this at 46. Uh, well, that says something else oh, that we're That's just going to let hang. No, this, legal. hang on. So when you go through the drive-thru, if someone in your car wants Dr. Pepper... You just order a Dr. Pecker, and they can't tell the difference. Oh, dear. I've been doing it for years, and it's one of those things that you just don't, exactly. don't stop doing. You find out they can tell the difference. They've been dipping their... <laughs> they've been dipping their penis in my Dr. Pecker. That's funny. But on the uh, subject of Beavis Once and Butthead, because they're relaunching it and Paramount Plus is trying to get subscribers... Like a big part of the old shows that they talk over MST style like music videos, but they could never get the rights for that for streaming right. and home video. But now they've they've gone in and done that, so all the original episodes are going to be on Paramount Plus. That's what I was just about to ask. Yeah, you. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's super cool. Are they going to put the old Beavis and Butthead movie? Yeah, do America's two? do America's on there? I thought there were two. There are now. There are now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, America's wonderful, by the way. It's whatever. Uh, Paramount Plus is cheap. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Surprisingly, a lot of good content out there. So, and Mm -hmm. Top Gun Maverick will be on there eventually, soon. Or did he yell at them until they gave it a longer? Well, they just released it in a new XD format. That's like the way to watch it. Yeah. Do we have any of those anymore? Um, I think the Regal in Noblesville is XD. I don't know for sure, though. Okay. I know the uh, the old IMAX in Hamilton Town Center had one. Yeah. But, but I think they're under new ownership now. Yeah, they're not good rich anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are. So I don't know if they kept those. But it, I don't even know that they've reopened yet. They might not have. Yeah. I thought I heard some company was trying to buy them, but I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah. I heard someone bought them. Yeah. But I saw Rise of Skywalker there right before the pandemic. Didn't the, we see Rise of Skywalker? In the, in the 4D? We saw it together, but yeah. I 
Like Leighton's run, I'm like, I've never tried this 4D box or oh, whatever. I'm yeah. like, this. Oh, the D box. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the D box. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, this yeah. this would be a fun one no, to do. No, I did not see that there with you. Okay. Might have just been Cameron then. That was yeah. a fun one. Yeah. That's a fun one to do. I, I would still do like Maverick that movie. <laughs> That's the only way you'd get me to see it again is yeah. if you found a. Speaking of which, at the end of the movie conversation, let's have a. Did you finish Obi Wan yet? Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, let's have a conversation about that. Okay. Because there's a lot of backlash and a lot of praise, and I'm just baffled by See, it. See, and that's the thing. Because I think it's just fine. Well, what I love is, <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about that later, but yeah. Um, I love things about it, and I have some problems, and we'll get into it. Speaking of things that have backlash. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Top Gun Maverick, the animated edition. Oh, God, we got to unpack this. Yeah, you had some thoughts. I, oh, I have a have lot some thoughts. of thoughts. Uh, we are talking about Disney Pixar's Lightyear. Their new, well, I think Disney's being a little diabolical because the last three Pixar films were mm-hmm. direct to Disney Plus, and you could say like, sure, Soul was in the midst of the pandemic, that makes right. sense, but I don't understand why Luca and uh, recently Turning Red got thrown on there. Other yeah. than they want to grow the subscribers and they don't think they'll do well in theaters. Yeah, I like Turning Red. It was good, wasn't it? And did Luca, you, yeah. did, as the father of three boys. Yep. You related to Turning Red? My boys love it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I think, like... I mean, I did enjoy Are obvious, You There, God? It's me, Margaret, yeah, when it's I was a very a child, obvious so. period metaphor, but it's also just about growing yeah, up yeah. and your body's changing. And a boy band with music written by Billie Eilish and Phineas. I didn't know that. Yeah, you did, because we talked about it on the podcast, and you said literally the same thing. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Four town, but there's five of them. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I think they're like, well, Lightyear's like a familiar brand. We can just right. throw that one in theaters and see if Pixar's worth keeping in theaters. But then, like, I don't think people knew what this was. Well, let's let's start with that, right? Because there was a lot of backlash from, first and foremost, the fact that Tim Allen was not... It's Tim Allen, right? Yeah. Was not the voice of Buzz Lightyear. And Disney executives came out with a pretty great statement, and I thought it made a lot of sense. So, do you mind if I talk about that? Does it involve the Santa Claus show? No. So, a lot of people were like, oh, Disney's political agenda, blah, 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 Tim Allen, blah, 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 right? So, Tim Allen voiced the toy character based on... A movie character named Buzz Lightyear, and we'll get to why I think that's that part's bullshit. But I don't. It makes total sense to me, though. Oh no! I mean, like Nolan North, right? Yeah, is famous for his video game voices. Sure, but when they have taken movies and turned them into video games, um, like Destiny is a great example, right? Movie Anakin and movie Obi Wan are voiced by completely different. Things in the cartoon, yes, yes, and I'm sure the toys. I mean, realistically, Darth Vader is still James Earl Jones, even Through though a it's weird AI Anakin. program. Yeah, right. but so, like, for example, who's the um? He played the dwarf in um Game of Thrones. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Peter Dinklage voiced the ghost, which is a is a character that's with you throughout the game of Destiny, right? And then when the second one came out, Nolan North took over as the voice, right? So it's kind of in that manner. Peter Dinklage originated the role, and then Nolan North took it over. Oh, yeah. That never bothered me. Right. (laughs) I think someone put it, someone, I heard this somewhere, but someone said that uh, 
light years being billed as like the movie Andy saw in 1995 that made him want the action figure. When in reality, when you see the movie, it feels like the Disney live action reboot of that crappy cartoon he watched around that time. And I think that's accurate. I think that's an accurate description of the movie. That's what this feels like. Hmm. Is that because it's an animated movie? So if they had made a Lightyear live action No, movie, it's just the it fact have... that they go ultra realistic and dreary and it's not very much fun at all other than there's a cute cat. So here's the thing, and you did fucking love the cat. Oh my God. Every oh, time that was the fucking only reason cat was on that screen. I turned around Every on it. Every time that cat it was, was so on screen, cute. he's like, oh, I'm so cute. He types with his little paws. It's very cute. Okay, so... <laughs> Yum, 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 Do yum, you yum. remember when the Prestige came out, and then there was the the version with Paul Giamatti and Jessica Biel? What was what was their magic movie? The Illusionist. Yes. So you had those two movies came out, similar premises, totally different storylines. Right. I mean, that happens all the time. Armageddon, Deep Impact, etc. Right. Yeah. Okay. This to me even Pixar's own Bucks like, Life. I turned to you halfway through the movie, uh-huh. and I said, "Oh my god." It's Top Gun Maverick. And that's a fair right? assessment. And so that, to me... Well, it's more about flying a spaceship than it is about being a space ranger and exploring cool, cool planets and things. Yeah. So I just, just the whole thing's baffling to me. Well, the thing that threw me off, uh, um, and I'm going to try and do this without spoiling it, just in case. I'll just spoil it. It's been out for a while, and the twist is stupid, and everyone saw it coming anyways. Yeah, that. How do you twist. really feel? <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense in the toy story world yes and i want to i want to i want to i want to touch on that so at the beginning of the movie the only thing that got me excited because it's like oh that's like, zorg is buzz Lightyear, by the way no that's well, the, yeah well yeah but at the beginning of the movie the only thing that got me excited about it right was like in 1995 andy saw his favorite movie and bought a toy off it or whatever this, this is, is that is movie, that movie right? and i'm like cool so this is going to be like a 90s throwback action movie or something and it's not. Mm-mm. And like, if you watch the Toy Story it movies, turned into a Robinson yeah, Crusoe or yeah. Stanley Robinson story. Well, yeah. if you watch the Toy Story movies, then this movie doesn't make sense in that universe at all. Well, this movie had every trope of the stranded on the planet kind of movie yeah. that you've ever seen. But like, if you watch the beginning of Toy Story two, where you're going inside a video game that Andy's playing or about Buzz Lightyear, like that's way more entertaining and clever yeah. and smart and funny than this you know so for me i agree with you right that story yeah. the story was the most it lacking part less... visually i thought no. it was amazing oh you saying pixar makes gorgeous movies yeah. is getting redundant at this point yeah. you know like and i completely agree yeah i'd like to see an original story and yeah. that's that's and the i'd like thing to see is... it on the big screen yeah. again and we're not gonna get that it looks like yeah and that sucks yeah <laughs> Because um, the movie isn't terrible. No, it's, it's not. not good, but it's the not visuals terrible. help. Yeah, right. The visuals, the help. visuals and the cat, the redundancy of going the. For I'm it. gonna travel another forty years back in time. See, the 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 first act was when I was actually getting interested in. It was it four years? It was four years. It's every yeah. So the the thing is, he's trying. Like the whole thing is his fault, which I thought was a weird plot point. If you saw Top Gun Maverick, he's trying to hit yeah. ten G or yeah. ten Mach ten, yeah. right? Same well, thing. Well, he has to figure <laughs> out this hyperfuel, but every time he makes a trip, he loses four years. And I'm like, yes. that's interesting. Different that's, that's that's a movie. Yes. But then it abandons it in the second act. It also doesn't tell any story through it other than quick snippets of the commander who yeah. he's best friends with and yeah, oh, how her oh, yeah, life no. changes. It's a great premise that isn't done a lot sure. with. 
You know, it would have been nice to have a have a nice scene where they're talking about, yeah. and she says, "No, don't go anymore." And he's like, "But I have to," you know, yeah. something like that, right? And again, like the central theme of the movie is like if he's focusing so much on his work and becoming obsessive with it, his whole life literally passed yeah. him by. That's not bad. It's just told so odd. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> and obvious. It's a so it's a montage mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie that covers uh, towards the beginning third, I feel like. Forty years, yeah. maybe. I think right? they said something like sixty two. But one here's point. the thing. Yeah. She died long into it so at what what point does he go i may as well just accept the fact that i'm gonna stuck on stuck on this planet for the rest of my life and if they wanted to delve into that more like the guilt like oh my god she's dead and i didn't get to spend my life with my friend because and it's all my fault like that's something but they don't really touch upon that a whole lot like everyone's real quick to forgive him for getting him stuck on this planet yeah no the suicide squad that that comes out of the whole thing <sighs> it had its redeeming moments. Taika Waititi was pretty hilarious. He's f- a funny person, but they didn't give him enough funny things to do for me. Yeah, well, he was a terti- tertiary co- character. Yeah, but you know, like the- one of his whole bits is like he finds a pen in his suit and becomes obsessed with it. And then all of a sudden, it means something. Yeah, and yes. the first couple jokes, that's funny, and then the payoff's funny, but the fact that they yeah. keep going back to it, it's I like- loved that the sandwiches were inside out. Again, and he- follow me on this, right? Okay. So in The Good Dinosaur, another Pixar movie... You have these like cowboy T-Rexes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like herding some kind of other dinosaur and they're like galloping like they're riding a horse, like right? Are they using their arms like Yeah, just they're did? like pretending to ride a So like <laughs> there's an idea for a joke. Right. But it doesn't it's they didn't like think it through it's never all the made way a joke. Yeah. Right. And I feel the same way about the sandwiches. I'm like there's a funny joke there, but well, okay, but let's be honest. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fucking fantastic to have a sandwich that's got twice as much meat? Yeah, but it's very slimy. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I always want extra meat on my sandwiches. So Go what if I have free and you and can I, do that? And, and I don't like bread. So if I had less bread on my sandwich, do you I know would... what I have to do? What's that? So like, if I want to get a burger at Wendy's, I just get like the one with the three patties and. I... Go bunless and just throw a bunch of fries in them and eat that up. It's much better. Have you ever wrapped it in lettuce? Yeah. Dude, the lettuce-wrapped burgers are my favorite. They're pretty good. I'll get in and out lettuce-wrapped just for the fun of it. Yeah. I just don't like bread. I miss like a really delicious sweet brioche bun. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the kind of burger you want. Or those pretzel buns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Everyone had those for a while. Those are a double no-no for me. Yeah, right? Um, So... Okay. But I mean, there's like a like just talking about. There's, there's a lot of mo- good ideas. There's moment, yes, and a lot exactly. of good ideas for jokes. Yes. but I feel like and for story. Yeah, and I, for story and for themes. Sure. And like they come across the, across this giant mining operation, right? Mm-hmm. And when I see that, I think of underwater. You know, yeah. they come to the mining thing, and there's the creature there, and all that stuff, right? There's there's a way to elaborate on that piece that happens. I think you're right. Like it was okay enough. Well, I'm sorry. Did you can you, you clip that? Did you hear what he just said? No. Go what ahead. Sorry. You were, you were can you right. back up a little bit? And I'm agreeing with what you said prior. Okay, good. <laughs> but the movie completely falls apart when we have the twist villain. Yeah. Because yeah. number one, it doesn't make sense in the the Toy Story universe, like at all. And also, it feels very lazy. It's like yeah, I was just about to say that. Like it's what like it, you build up to this big yeah, story. Yeah. You have the reveal, and then it's over. 
And it well, was it's like, well, he's an elderly buzz. I'm like, all right, how does that work? We don't know. Okay, yeah. how did he get all this space and alien technology? Yeah. He found it. Yeah. Where? I don't know. Yeah, it's very... Why does he want to go back in time and kill everyone? Because this movie needs to have a third act. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. It stumbled in that third act. Yeah. You know, you get to the big reveal, and then you're just like, oh, he's going to shoot some tennis balls. But they're not tennis balls, because it's actual lasers. Because mm-hmm. it's the origin story. And like they have a nice nod to Toy Story 2 when he sees him. He's like, are you my father? And it's yeah. like... Mm. No, no, no. Also, that would have been a great place to put Tim Allen in. Yeah, Make right. him the older Buzz. That would have shut everybody up right. you know yeah i don't know i mean it's just it's here's it's, the thing so the only thing that keeps me watching animated movies in the theater sure now that i have kids who are old enough that they really have no interest in it right the only thing that keeps me watching there's two things number one is you right <laughs> um and number two is the visuals Right? Like, there's that samurai dog movie coming out. It looks awful. And I have zero desire to go see that simply because the visuals look like crap. Can the I, new Kung Fu Panda looks amazing, and I kind of want to see it. That's fair. Can I tell you the weirdest thing? When I was picking Tracy no. up from the airport, okay. that stupid samurai dog movie had a vehicle completely, like, decked out in it, like, advertising it. Really? And I'm like, how does the samurai dog movie... Is that movie- a DreamWorks movie? Oh. No. I think it might be Nickelodeon or something. Is it? Okay. I'm like, how does that stupid samurai dog movie have that kind of yeah. advertising money? And the crazy thing is, is it's like the the voice cast of that movie is well, you get but you can tell where they spent all the money. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and convincing Michael Sarah to do more voiceover work, he doesn't right? really act. Period. Yeah, anymore. exactly. Yeah, He's too busy playing poker. Good for him. <laughs> so okay, so that's what keeps me coming back is the visuals, right? Oh, absolutely. And from a visual standpoint. This movie was fantastic, right? But also, you got up to poop for like 20 minutes and didn't really miss anything. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> you could edit I that out. I had to go, man. I, I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying that's a problem with the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I didn't miss anything. It, the, the reality the is, is you even fa- texted me and tried to tell me what happened, yeah. and it was a one-line text. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. say, and if we have to embarrass. And it was a good poop too. If we have to have equal embarrassment, I did the same thing at Fantasy Island because we saw that in the morning, and I have to have my BM in the AM. <laughs> morning BM in the AM. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I mean when you, gotta, when you gotta out. go, you gotta go, and you can't hit pause when you're in the movie theater. Yeah. So that's that. Um, the guy who was sitting next to me was sitting really close too, and so I was like, which is why I, I had this little kid. Like a row of little kids with their parents, and one of them was falling asleep. Yeah, nice. During the Buzz Lightyear movie. Yeah, right? It should be exciting. I think that's just, like... I think the reason it's flopping so hard is a number of things. Yeah. Like, we've already had four Toy Stories. I don't think the Tim Allen thing is why it's flopping. Oh, God, no. No, yeah. that's the least of his problem. Like, I get it. Like, Chris Evans doesn't do a bad buzz. Like, he does it no, in the spirit great. of what you've expected enough that I'm like, yeah, that's buzz. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> Plus, you need to have more marquee value. Whatever. Yeah. Um, um, but like, there's been four Toy Stories and like yeah. a shit ton of like cartoons and things. So I like, remember, I, I can't remember her name. The, Kiki the, Palmer? No, the the other one, the one from the Orange older the one? New Black. Oh, I don't remember her who name played either. his partner. I know who you're talking about. Um, I want to find out her name because I want to give her props because first of all, she has a gap in real life and her character had a gap. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, that. I thought that was pretty cool. But um, I really liked her in Orange Is the New Black. And I got to find out what her name was because I want to give her props. Maybe we can have her on the program. The program? program. She's willing. The program. Uh, let's see. 
How do they list voice actors on the new MDIB now? That's stupid. Oh, there they are. They're on the right-hand side. Of your best friend's ride? Uh, Uzo <laughs> Aduba. Uzo Aduba is her name. Um, she played the crazy girl in Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Suzanne Crazy Eyes, I think is her name. That's great. Anyways, um, it took me a minute to recognize her voice. But once I did, I was like, that's who that is. Well, and she has a gap. Are you talking, Chris? Because you're very quiet. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I could recognize your voice. Well, you don't have the ears that Tony has as he tries to listen to you talk and can't, can't hear you. Shit, son. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so she has a gap in real life, and her character had a gap, which I thought was pretty cool. And I was like, no, that's cool. Um, and that is Kiki, a really cool detail I missed. Kiki Palmer was great. Yeah. Um. I who the 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 first of all the was, actual Suicide was Squad was the woman. older character a male or a female? Number one, I think it's a woman. Okay, they were they were hilarious. Mm. I was just the the constant. Oh, it's the cops or oh shit, I did it again. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So it had its moments. Did but you yeah. like the cat? Uh, <laughs> I liked your reaction to the cat. I I just got a cat and I I, I get it now more because yeah. they have little personalities and it's, it's like the way that my wife loves two things she loves cute little robots like the droids in Star Wars yeah. she loves them and she loves cute little animals yeah. so did she like the uh, Lulu was it Lulu? Lola Lola mm-hmm. in Obi Wan yeah. she liked her fine but she freaked out for R 2s like two second cameo because she's <laughs> in love with R two D two nice nice but like. She was totally against this Lightyear movie until she saw a trailer where the cat was doing funny, cute things, and she's like, I should watch that when it's on Disney+. Plus." Well, like, to be fair, okay. weren't you kind of the same way? Oh, yeah, and then yeah. Taika Waititi was in it, and then the animation actually looked and good. And they, yeah. they didn't also, give Bowie's... us Taika until the third full-length trailer. No, the first trailer is very smart, because yeah. that's the Starman one, and I'm like, Bowie always... Yeah, I that'll, mean... That'll get me Spend the money interested. on Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Plus, the visuals are always... Wasn't terrible. It um, wasn't good. Wasn't my favorite. They edited out the best joke from the trailer yeah. too. You know what I'm talking about? When they're like, "Don't vomit inside the vehicle," and then the little thing plays it back as their last words. It's yes. not in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the stupid pull my finger joke made it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to right. the final cut. Yes. So explain that one to me. I don't know, man. But anyways, um, see it for the cat eventually, but don't go out and spend your money right or now. Or just wait until Disney Plus. Yeah, so I'm saying and, it'll and, be on and, Disney Plus in like a month. Yeah, yeah. And there's that, a lot of good stuff on Disney Plus right now, too. What is up so. with that? Because Doctor Strange is already for free on Disney Plus. Yeah, and the commentary is exceptional. Really? Yeah. Have, oh, you would fucking love it with Raimi and Bruce. Did you listen? Yes. Bruce is on there? Yes. Wow. Yes, yes. Also, the Bob's cool. Burgers movie, I feel I feel like I can't prove it, but I feel like Disney's doing this thing where they're trying to associate all <laughs> I can't prove all it. All new Fox I'm movies. I'm going to fucking try. All new Fox movies are on Hulu. Yeah. Because, like... There's this new one with Joey King that's a Fox movie that's called the Princess, Princess. Going straight yeah. on there. Yeah. There's the new Predator, the new Alien. And surprisingly, straight on there. So I like Joey King. Eh. She's very niche, right? Oh, sure. But that Have one movie where Upon? she had the shaved head and... Um, that's not Wish Upon. No, that's not the one that I'm talking about. 
But she played uh, a angsty teen, and her mom was... I know what you're talking about. Was she crazy? No, she was exceptional in that movie, right? Yeah. And then she went and did the kissing booth because of that movie, and Netflix played her a shit ton of movie for all... A shit ton of money for all four of them. She did get three of them, so it was a shit ton of movie. Well, four, because there's a fourth one. There's a fourth one? Yeah. (laughs) Um... But my point is, like, the Bob's Burgers movie had little... The princess is supposed to be pretty good, by the way. I know, but I think Disney had contractual obligation to put all the Fox movies in theaters that were still in production. Bob's Burgers movie didn't get a lot of promotion. And then suddenly you're seeing Hulu ads everywhere that's going to be on Hulu in mid-July. So it's interesting. I want to give props to Fox because FX is putting out some quality shows right now. Oh, always. Yeah. There's a really great one that I started watching the other day called The Bear. I've heard of this. It's got the guy who played Lip in Shameless. Isn't it very anxiety-inducing? No. What is it about again? No. So um, he was a master chef de cuisine at Mm. the top restaurant in New York City, and his brother died. And his brother left him his uh, uh, Chicago-style Italian beef restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so he comes back, and he takes over, and his cousin, who was running the joint, was not given it. And so he's kind of angsty there. Um, he has a sous chef who's a classically trained sous chef who's working at an Italian beef restaurant in Chicago. It's it's pretty fantastic so far. It's it's in its early stages. Um, I, I really them. like him. I don't can't, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about yeah. too. I do respect the mouse for leaving FX alone. It's like you know, yeah. let the sunny people and all the weird FX shows Atlanta do their thing. Yeah, yeah. I just find it interesting that all the Fox movies are like Kingsman, the yeah. Buck Kingsman, same thing. Little fanfare when it came out, but I remember seeing like Hulu ads everywhere. That's, yeah. Now it's on Hulu. Watch yeah. it on Hulu. So I, I don't know if they're trying to like the Fox movies go on Hulu. Some movies go on Disney Plus. Some movies get the big screen if they're Marvel or <clears throat> well. Just in or... case my ex girlfriend listens to this podcast, I'm still using her Hulu account, which has the no commercials. <laughs> That's so the good one. Thank you for that. That's um, nice. It's been years, and I still have it signed in. It's pretty fantastic. So. Rock on. <laughs> just giggling in the background there. All right. So let's touch on Baz freaking Lerman. So here's the thing. Whenever they send us a screening that happens during business hours. It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard for us to get to see things, right? Especially with me out of town now. I was having a... I, so I have a new position at work. Mm-hmm. I'm... I hate to say more important, but I'm more important and I needed some time off. So I said, I need three hours of PTO so I can go see this movie. I sat down in this theater that I've never been in. What uh, theater was The it? Living Room Theater downtown. I've been there once or yeah. twice. When I was still doing the uh, movie club with the indie jackass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't do that anymore? Oh, no. Not since moving? No, after I got married, they were like, well, we're young and queer and you can go home now. <laughs> so I'm like... We're young and single that's and queer. Not, that's not very inclusive. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I sat down in this well, movie Well, they weren't theater. very good friends anyway. Someone you know this. sat down right next to me and the lights went down. And I was like, fuck this. And I got up and moved a couple <laughs> rows up. Um, it's a living room. You're supposed to be comfortable. From the jump for the movie for me, I was like Moulin Rouge Elvis. Moulin Rouge oh, Elvis. Moulin Rouge. Personally. The first third of the movie... Felt so Baz Luhrmann. 
Like a hundred percent. Rapid fire. Blah, oh yeah, blah, I wasn't blah. sure I was going to be able to get invested or if I was going to like it. Right. With that first third. I was right in it. He man. saw Rise of Skywalker and was like, that movie is too slow for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw Mad Max Fury Road and was like, I'm going to sleep. We need to. Yeah. What yeah, I love like was the origin though, right? Like showing it's him as a poor white kid growing up in the black suburbs. But what of the does the South. Starship Enterprise have to do with any of it? <laughs> but you know, and then seeing the origin. First of all, the the Hound Dog origin, right? Oh, there was a couple That's songs a where they massive showed. controversy because it yeah. was sung by a black woman, uh-huh. and Elvis is the only one that ever gets credit for it. Absolutely. And I like that Doja Cat had a song on the album sampling that track. As a black woman, mm. kind of getting a little bit of a recognition for that, which was cool. Well, I like that they 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 delved a little bit into his child as a yeah, poor yeah. poor white kid in a black neighborhood, yeah. and absorbing all the gospel and the yeah. soul and the R and B and all that. And how accepting they were of this of this little white kid who was just super into their music. Yeah. Well, you know, the crazy thing is, is that was in a time when they weren't very accepted as black people, right? Right. Um. But here comes this white kid who doesn't give a shit. He's mm-hmm. influenced in every capacity by them, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. He's cosplaying as Zachary mm-hmm. Levi. Yeah. Did you catch that? <laughs> no, I did not. No, because uh, Captain, oh, Mar- yeah, Captain Marvel Jr. Yes, yes. is Shazam, but they they lost the name for that when a certain other company decided they wanted to call their yeah, character yeah, yeah, yeah. that. That's funny. <laughs> I did remember that. Um. Okay, so the rapid-fire montage in the beginning... Hooked me right off the bat, right? That's, I'm surprised it's doing so well with general audiences because I, we took JC's parents to this and they, they were not into that first third. It was like bombarding yeah. them with images well, and sound. And there's so many people that are well, so many millennials. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that term and I hate to use that term because it makes me sound really old. Well, do you actually mean Zoomers? Because we get confused for them all the time. Um, early thirties. Okay, yeah, that's millennials. millennials. That's um, so many millennials who are like, ooh, Austin Butler and his method acting. I'm like, it took three years to film this movie, mm-hmm. and you are literally changing everything about yourself. Mm-hmm. So much so that you end up checking into a hospital for mm-hmm. stress at the end of the movie because your body has changed so much. You've been in this character for so long. Yeah, your voice is going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't necessarily think it's method acting. You're not hearing stories from the set about Austin Butler's no, method acting. No, that's the difference, Jared Leto. <laughs> you <right>. jackass. <laughs> um, so the first line in the written review for this is, not since, I've, I haven't seen a more transformational performance since Daniel Day-Lewis played, well, every character that Daniel Day-Lewis has ever played. Um. I've seen Austin Butler in the Shannara Chronicles. I've seen him in all of these. My wife was more familiar with his work from, from the Sharpay movie. That Zoe 101, I guess he was on yeah. Hannah Montana. Like things like yeah. that were a little He's after. He's a Disney Channel product. Yeah, things that were a little after my time that I'm like, who? Yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is when you see Austin Butler, you don't see Elvis. But mm. when you see the movie Elvis, you see Elvis. And I thought it was brilliant. Well, the way they didn't go full Bohemian Rhapsody either, because yeah. like when he's younger, that's completely Austin, and then they start to merge both of them together as yeah. you get into that midway point before yeah. it transitions into complete Elvis. Yeah, and they'll even throw some footage of actual Elvis yeah. in there now and mm-hmm. then, and you're like, 
who's who? Yeah, this is great. It's, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> so Baz Luhrmann started a TikTok account right before the movie started coming out and like uh, doing press and things. And he's posted some of the early test footage of Austin. And he is playing the fucking guitar. He's actually singing. And it's unbelievable. Like, I heard this story that uh, he said he filmed one audition, just mm-hmm. like a normal audition, didn't like it. And then it's like, well, what if I sang the song to, his, to my mom? Because I think she was sick or something. Yeah. So he had this very emotionally wrecked performance of one of. I should have read the whole article of one yeah. of his songs, and that's what won Baz over. Well, what I know is that the voice in this video is not the voice that ultimately ended up being used, oh, sure, sure, right? Sure. But it still has that. You know, they talk about um, the. I don't want to say the wine. I don't. What is the? What's the word? I think it. They call it a wine. In his voice, that's just like it just pulls and tugs at your heartstrings, right? Uh, it's not a wine. I just can't think of the word. But um, can I ask you a question? Yeah, I had to go to the bathroom for for ten minutes in the movie. Oh, you had to poop. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Yes. Um, Was it your AM BM? I think it was a midday BM. <laughs> okay. I had to catch my four thirty if you gotcha. catch if you know yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so it started with he has to get drafted into the army. And then when I got back he's, he didn't he, have to get drafted. He enlisted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tom Hanks is like, you gotta go into the army to save your self image yeah. or whatever. I come back, he's already met Priscilla, they're married, they have a that was quick. They had a daughter, and yeah. now he's like washed up. I'm like, what the hell did I miss? Where's yeah. all his moves? No, that was quick. The the army What happened? Yeah, it wasn't much. I mean, Priscilla was the daughter of a general or a, a, an that officer. That makes sense because JC's like, yeah, he she he met her over the, during the war. I'm like, how? Yeah, and they were at a party and they were just did you know out she was 14? I I did not. That's the one controversy <laughs> people keep bringing up is like Priscilla was 14 when he was well, 24. I mean, people and keep he... bringing that up. It's woke culture that keeps bringing that up, which yeah. it's whatever, right? But at the same time, sure. In today's world, if I have a 14 year old and I do. I'm not going to let them date a 17 or 18 year old. God, no. Right? But in the time that that was, in 1940, it was a completely different world. And there were people getting married a year and not a half arguing from then, with that. Right? Yeah. But that's what people like. Well, where's all the pedophilia? Like, obviously, they're not going to put that in yeah. the movie. I mean, Jared Leto still has a career. <laughs> right? And Jerry Seinfeld. And Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, it makes it better that he married her. So, yeah, that helps. <clears throat> so. Except in Woody's case. Here's the thing. So, um, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. anyone who's listened to the podcast knows that I hate Oscar bait movies. Yeah. Hate it, right? Yeah. Well, Baz doesn't make... This didn't feel like yeah. an Oscar bait movie. Well, th- there's always the walk hard comparison, right? Yeah. And there was only a scene or two where I, I was getting that vibe. Yeah. But Baz is so batshit insane in the way he tells his yeah. stories that you're not... You're like, well, this isn't just... Uh, you know, Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody or Walk the Line yeah. again. This is something. This is a different animal. The You're Fired piece didn't happen at the international. Yeah. I was like, that, there's no way that didn't happen. Yeah. So, but I mean, it of works course, for the movie. Poetic license. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, 100%. it's not like straight up lying like yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody was like, well, the band broke up and he had AIDS during Live Aid. It's like, no, no, that happened. <laughs> None of that happened. And that was just to create conflict for your movie where he did fire him in real life and he did have this big blowout. It just wasn't like this. I think that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) 
But let me tell you, the scenes where he's performing in the international, the the I mean, he was mid middle aged. He wasn't even forty yet, right? He didn't get. Did they let him get fat, Elvis? They let him get big, Elvis, but not fat, Elvis. Okay, that's what I thought. Of he definitely was bigger. You don't look like. Well, they show him at the, the his last performance. Yeah. Like, you don't look like that, but yeah. you do look a little bigger. But what I loved about those performances at the International was it looked like the videos you see of Elvis. Exactly. With the fucking sweat just pouring well, down his face. That was a face. sweaty man his whole career. The makeup running into his costume. The flair. I loved it. Um, visually, it was a. I was happy with it for me. Um, I put it up there with Romeo and Juliet from a visuals standpoint. If you want to compare I mean, to other Baz Luhrmann well, let's, movies, let's, let's talk Baz Luhrmann real quick because okay. I'm not, I'm not usually a fan. Okay, Romeo plus Juliet, I think has a good idea at its core, but the execution was all well. I mean, wacky. Yeah, but the, the difference is, is at that point he took two people who were young in their careers, but they were already. On a trajectory. My so-called Titanic. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no. That was, that was all I had. Oh, that was all you <laughs> No, I mean, I, like, I think. And they, then you have Ewan and you have Nicole Kidman. Oh, my God. That movie. You have John See, Leguizamo. Moulin Rouge to me is like having the flu, but you just did a, like a big old edible. Yeah. <laughs> That's the feeling watching that movie. So, but he, here's, so. The expanse of that movie, movies. the expanse yeah. of Moulin Rouge was massive, right? It felt like it was this massive thing, but it's really just a single stage, right? That's a Again, ma- like it's the kinetic fever dream energy he captures yeah. in all his movies. Fever dream, 100%. At some point. Yes. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. the whole movie as Elvis and I think even Gatsby kind of showed, but yeah. at points, Oh, I forgot about Gatsby. Yeah. I like nobody likes Gatsby. I kind of like Gatsby. So, I liked that version of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was my favorite movie. It was Toby Maguire and Leo, right? Yep. Yeah. And oh, Promising Young Woman, help me out. I want to feel uh, terrible cuz she's great. You can't either. Carrie married to Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, yeah, she's. I think she's in that. Yeah. Um, I think Toby's good in that. That was like one of his last big movies until. Well, Toby plays the same character in a lot of his movies. <gasps> Are you telling me the horse Sea Biscuit is the same as Spider Man? <laughs> what about the Cider House Rules? I mean, come on, it's literally Pleasantville, Toby, right? Ple- okay, <laughs> I enjoyed Pleasantville. See, he's got the. That's why he works as Peter Parker, and that's why he works in Pleasantville because he's got that G whiz look to him you yeah. know yeah i mean he's not like watch molly's game and you're like oh i've heard he's a total asshole oh yeah massive yeah. diva yeah. yeah yeah i loved that movie molly's molly's game. game's wonderful yeah jessica I, chastain, chastain. Yeah. yeah i found oscar winner jessica i chastain. finally saw tammy faye what did you think i liked it the eyes of tammy faye that was a watch it was right a crazy there. ride was so, though wasn't it yeah the crazy thing is that's true <laughs> weirdly like elvis i think it's so frantic for the first half yeah. that it takes you a little bit to settle in see it. i thought the second third was really frantic but not the front of elvis no of uh eyes of tammy faye i think it picks up steam again but i think it settles in so you have some breathing room yeah. and you can kind of absorb all the terrible shit they're doing what do you think it did not for you he sounds like Nixon. Mm-hmm. And it's very distracting. Because <laughs> I've been bombarded with enough Jerry Falwell in my life. Wasn't to know. Falwell Sr. a smaller guy than he was, too? No, he's a big man. Is he? He's a Yeah, he got real big towards okay. the end. 
For some reason, I thought he was smaller around that time. Mm, I mean, he might have been mm-hmm. in the 70s, but he's always been a big man. And don't get me I wrong, knew. Vincent. I know you listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like... You're every- wasted in Hawkeye. I'm sorry, Bob. You're so good. <laughs> well, he'll be back. He better um, be. I do like a majority of the things that he's done. Uh, full Metal Jacket, brilliant. Men in Black. <laughs> the only one that was questionable <laughs> was the one with J-Lo. J-Lo. Uh, what was that movie called? I don't know. Oh, remember. I just rewatched Jurassic World, speak of which, and I forgot he played the big bad army uh-huh. guy, and I'm like, you're better than this. <laughs> well, um, he's like a good old boy Trump supporter in Jurassic World, yeah, and it's right. like, and uh, he's far from that in real life. I know. I was like, you're yeah. better than this. <laughs> yeah, you're for so sure. talented. Why? Um, that first Jurassic World's good, though. I, I don't, don't know when it we, all went wrong. How do we veer away from Elvis, though? Because I got to be honest with you. Oh, sure. That's probably. Probably my second favorite movie this After year. After the Batman? After the Batman. Batman's wonderful. Yeah. It's up there. I think there was one other that we saw that I really liked. Uh, I did you like remember. Everything Everywhere? It, it was the other one. The I outfit? really liked the Nicolas Cage one. Oh. I did not like the outfit. We I like the about outfit. Because I hate the You're one right. room kind of concept. I know. I like that movie a lot. I'm I really think. liked the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Um... I liked it, but like I don't, ha- I'm not in any urge to rewatch it, and that's yeah. baffling to me because it did all the right things. Um, I started rewatching it just to kind of give Hold Wendy up. a taste. Yeah, and she was like, "Okay, no, that's a good reaction." <laughs> okay, no, and it's so such an like, inside joke. You have to kind of know what you're getting into. I'll be honest with you. Before you and I started hanging out and watching movies, I probably would have never watched that movie. Did Vampire's Kiss make that a better movie for you? A thousand percent. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was all a setup. <laughs> that's the key to enjoying that movie. <laughs> that, I think that's the key to enjoying every Nicolas Cage movie. It, gives you, it puts him in a new light. All right. So when the crazy comes out a little bit, you're like, there he is. What What do you think Elvis. of Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker? I think he's in a different movie than Austin Butler. Like, and Yeah, expand on that. In all due respect... If Austin won an Oscar and Tom Hanks won a Razzie, I'd be like, that makes sense, but I still love the movie. So you think that Tom Hanks' performance... So first of all, there's a couple things. He lost his accent 90% of the movie. That's a problem. Yeah. And for <laughs> well, that, for Tom Hanks What to was he that? going for? Well, Dutch? I, Dutch con man, Ukrainian? right? Ukrainian? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the other thing is, is that I think Tom Hanks transformed his body so much for this role, along with he looks like Michael Klump, and that that's now he's lost so much weight mm-hmm. that he looks gaunt and, un- and unhealthy. That's not good. Yeah. So, well, I never he ever wasn't w- terrible. He's fucking Tom Hanks. No, right? yeah, no, I just I never want to see a movie where I'm like, God, I n- don't want to hear Tom Hanks' stupid voice anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. That yeah. was my problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he plays a good. He played a slime really ball. good slime ball. Yeah. yeah, and that's frightening because this is Tom Hanks that everybody loves. Char- America's right? sweetheart, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like his year to do goofy accents and be deep in costume like Gary Oldman because he's going to be Geppetto soon. So, is Tom Hanks your weak point of the movie? I don't think he's a weak point because I think that was the that was the thing holding it back from like a five from a four star to a five star. If that makes sense, yeah. like I really liked it. Olivia De Jong was my weak point. The girl she was such Priscilla. a non-presence that it didn't yeah. bother me. But that, maybe that is a problem. Dead. She was dead in the eyes. Yeah. I mean, there was there was not a whole lot there. 
There was one scene where I got something from I think her, if I wasn't a fan was of the... that was at the airplane. Yeah, I think if I wasn't a fan of the Naked Gun movies, I'd be like, I know you're more charming yeah. <laughs> funny than this. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, speaking of Nicolas Cage, big Elvis fan, married uh, Lisa Marie. Yes, I did know that. So like, did Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That girl's been passed around. That, that's a claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> to have um, those two men. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think it's been a minute since we had a decent crop of movies to talk about, right? And this is, is still fair. not one of those episodes. I mean, we liked Elvis. Yeah. And I think I liked Beavis and Butthead. I didn't hate it. It's just... And it's, we didn't hate Lightyear, but it's such a non... Yeah. I'm at a point where I think I want my humor. We've seen enough movies lately with intelligent humor that I don't know. The stupid humor just passes. I think, me by and right I'm going to. I know a lot of people won't agree with me, and that's okay. I think because it's Mike Judge, and I can kind of see what he's going for some of the time. That yeah. I think there's, it's more layered and smart than people give it credit for. But it is also Beavis and Butthead, so I'm not going to claim it as this misunderstood yeah. satire or anything. You know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Thor? I'm excited. Yes. Because we have some cool stuff coming up. We do. Um, On Wednesday, mm-hmm. two days from now, we are going to Can't see wait. Thor Love and Thunder. Thor 4. More Thor. Thor 4. More Thor. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Super Thor. I'm Thor. <laughs> I'm Super Thor. Thorest I've ever been. Also. Jane's um, back and he's Thor. <laughs> he's so Thor. The rumors are oh. that The Flash is going to go direct to HBO Max. Instead of to theaters. Yikes. And that the WB will release a statement beforehand. What's their name? Um, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller from their contract. Well, they've. They just keep doing bizarrely mean shit. Oh, I mean, they're right now holed up on some farm in the middle of Montana with a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Like. Like. With no communication, I don't know. It's <laughs> nuts, but yeah. Well, like I kind of liked them before yeah. this too. Yeah. Like I like the favorite cheer moment in the Oscars was yeah. the Flash's Speed Force yeah. and the Justice. League. The Fantastic Beasts—they're not terrible in that movie. The movies are terrible. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. Like he's consistently like I, everybody loves perks of being a wallflower. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That, I, that movie was more intelligent than I expected it to be. It's the Beavis and Butthead of 2012. What? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but but they've they've played consistently a role prior to their DC involvement, where um, they were hyper intelligent, almost narcissistic. Exactly. In every role that and they very played. progressive yeah. and like forward thinking. For sure. And I don't. Something snapped. Something happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm still screenings are saying amazing things about this movie. It has the potential to be really, really like Michael Keaton's yeah. back. Like, so it'll General's, be interesting where they take it. Right? Yeah, Michael, do they do they Michael, bring Grant Gustin in because he's in the movie, right? So do they he? bring? Yeah, I didn't know that. So do they continue down the multiversal path and have Grant Gustin take over the role? Pick another Batman and plop him in the universe. There's no reason he couldn't do that for the Flash. But, like, do you bring them back for reshoots, or do you just release it as is? Like, what do you, what do, you do? No, no, no. So, you're, you're not changing this this movie. This but movie is stuck the way it is. continuing okay. the Flash. Well, like, how do you sell it? Do you rebrand it as a Batman-focused movie? Or do you... Do you or a Supergirl? I don't know. Maybe you do reshoots for the ending, and you slightly change the ending to where... 
the Flash and that multiverse. Is I know, gone, but do you but bring them back for that, or do you just not want to deal with them anymore? I think that you just don't want to deal with them. So I'm just the whole Amber Heard thing and the Ezra Miller thing back to back, and Warner Brothers. Yeah, com- DC needs to work better well, on their DC casting. and Warner Brothers. Complete radio silence is bizarre. A thousand percent. Yes. Did you hear uh, Disney offered? Johnny Depp three hundred and one million dollars. <laughs> so that's conjecture. Didn't actually happen. I just read a headline. I don't know <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah. true. No, I actually saw that and I was like, "Oh shit! What a power move!" Right, three hundred and one. Because he said in in the during the trial that he would not take three hundred million to be in another pirates or a million llamas. I think was the other or a million alpacas. What would you he do owns with an all alpaca of them? Farm or something. You would bankrupt a whole like alpaca breeding Whole industry yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so someone came out with that it's definitely conjecture it's not real but still that's it's funny and to be honest it would be a great big fuck you to amber heard for sure Warner brothers needs to apologize to his ass though i agree it's not I'm gonna just, happen no i know yeah or they wait until aquaman comes out and then make that move make him mara what do i care <laughs> <laughs> i saw i mean i saw someone say lily rose depp to take over for Mary. That would be great. That'd be fucking brilliant. I still want Amelia Clark because those two are like besties. Forever. Eyebrows. Well, eyebrows and besties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I finally saw the first season of Game of Thrones, though, and he is not charming in that. No, God, no. He doesn't make Khal love. Drogo? He fucks. Yeah, he does not. No, no, no. <laughs> um, speaking of, and we'll end on this one, and oh, then the let's John touch Snow on Obi Wan next time. Oh. Is the John Snow show, which the they just released the yeah. art, and it's just called Snow. Apparently, George R.R. R. Martin's involved with both of the shows so, coming up, and I did not know that. Kit Harrington put together a team of writers shortly after the finale of Game of Thrones, and they've been working, I think it's been almost four years now. Did they get the jackasses behind the last season back? The So... Um, who rushed that season because Amanda they thought- Pete's husband was one of the showrunners. Well, I didn't know that. He's involved. Yeah. Well, because I, I I don't know because I don't know a lot about Game of Thrones, but I heard that they rushed through the last season because they were going to get prom. They were promised like a Star Wars trilogy, and oh. then that fell through. I don't know. That's nuts. But so Kit Harrington and a group of writers came up with a storyline that continued the Jon Snow storyline. And, and you can't just they call presented it-, it to George R. R. Martin, not really? even to the showrunners. They took it straight to George. And he said, what do you think of this? And he's like, give me a year to read this. And he's like, this is brilliant. Let's make it happen. And so they went to the showrunners of the original first couple seasons. And um, so that's cool. Do you think it's interesting they're not rebranding it as Game of Thrones season nine? Well, no, it's Game of... It's it's, what is it? Snow, a Game of Thrones (laughs) something. It's what they did with House of... Uh, the dragon house of the dragon so speaking of which just because that reminds me so much of solo a star wars story right did you get that vibe with lightyear no okay because it's like and this is where he gets the inspiration for his famous wings and his famous laser laser (laughs) um no i didn't but what i did um is taika waititi's been talking a lot about his star wars movie i can't wait and because that got Push forward instead of Rogue Squadron, right? Correct. But what I so Rogue Squadron is still alive. I read something no, on yeah, that the I other day. I, I don't think it's dead. I think it's just going to be not twenty twenty three. I think if I remember, if I whatever read was that Lucasfilm came back to Patty and were like, "Hey, let's expand on this character and let's leave this character out of it because it felt like." But it they was are going to go stories. back to movies again. They said it felt like it was too many stories in one movie. 
The people that brought us Rise of Skywalker? Right, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, so there's some exciting stuff coming in the the limited series. Um, oh, sure. Which I'm excited for. Are you excited for Andor at all? No. I'm worried about You are show. because of the Ewoks. Not Indoor, Andor. Cassian Andor, Diego Luna. Yes, you're right. That's the prequel to Rogue Squadron. Rogue One. Rogue One. Too many rogues. It's all good. Jesus. It's all good. Yes. Star Wars Episode 10. Too many rogues. (laughs) Star Wars Episode 10. Too many rogues. The Clone War. Too many rogues. Um, Too many clones. In a weird twist of fate, Wendy has decided she wants to watch the Star Wars in chronological order. So we've You're going to watch Rebels in the Clone Wars? Slowly been rolling through them. Pleasantly. What, What are you on? I would just finish the Clone Wars. Oh, Attack of the Clones? So we're... Yeah, sorry. Attack of the Clones. The so worst one? A New Hope. Does she like... No, Revenge of the Sith and then A New Hope. And you missed... And you wait, missed... Wait, 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 Hang on. Remind me Revenge of the Sith. It's, Which one has Darth Maul in it? That's episode one. Phantom Menace. Okay. And then... Attack no, of, Phantom Menace was not Darth Maul. Chris, help me. Yeah, you're I right. Because it was. Because Wagon died. I have to get my yeah. book out. Yeah. And then Attack of the Clones. Yes. And then Revenge of the Sith. Yes. And, and what happened in Revenge of the Sith? He becomes Darth Vader. Spoilers. Right. <laughs> so at the end of Attack of the Clones, there's a clone army. Okay. So we you just need to watch that one. We're about to watch Revenge of the Sith. And then you got to watch Solo and Rogue One before you go into to A New Hope. I mean, you, you're not the boss of me. I mean, if you wanted to, you said you like we were watching them in chronological order. I do want to watch Rogue, Rogue One on the regular because I think she'll like. Oh, you don't like Solo? We tried to watch. I that. didn't hate Solo. Yeah, but we tried to watch it together once. Slow. Yeah. yeah, I like Solo a lot because the uh, uh, the cockpit scenes were all practical effects. I was I thought that was pretty cool. Oh you mean yeah, they were really flying in outer space. No, they, they used a giant screen, yeah. and it was really cool. So it was like. Top Gun Maverick before Top Gun Maverick? I don't think they... Oh, crazy man Colin Trevorrow, when he was doing episode 9, wanted to actually shoot some stuff in space. And I'm like, you go make your stupid dinosaur <laughs> movies oh, and never touch this franchise again. <laughs> it's just uh, cool because they didn't have to do that by any means. And it was oh, a, yeah. A nice no, detail. I, I think that's cool. Do you know yeah. what season is coming up, though, that's exciting for me in the podcast? Is that we have a lot of good horror movies coming out. Horror. Why? Aurora, yes. So we've got Nope, which is coming out. Oh, I am excited for Nope. Um, Ari Aster's new movie. I don't remember what it's called, but that'll be out. Is it a new movie? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a horror comedy. In. I am in. Yes. I'm so, not doing the black phone. <laughs> I need to get in a better headspace first. I, I kind of, <laughs> so here's the thing. Elijah Wood is creepy to me anyways. Ethan Hawke. He, yes, yeah, sorry. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm on two hours of sleep. Here, I know buddy. you are, Bob. We're, we're making it through. Ethan Hawke. should have shared this right? coffee with you. So I like Ethan Hawke in things like Gattaca and um, what, <laughs> Midnight Train to Paris. What was The it? Midnight Trilogy? There's three of them. No. The, After yeah, Midnight, Before with Midnight. Delpy. Yeah. yeah. Loved that, right? Yeah, those are great. Extremely intelligent. Boywood. Really. It took yes. 12 years yeah, to yeah. make, Tony. Um, His lower teeth really bother me. It's been a minute since I've so had something Will that Ferrell's. really bothered me. Oh, I've never. Now you're gonna fuck me up right there. I'm gonna see Will Ferrell and be like, my wife oh. shared like a TikTok or something with him and Ryan Reynolds, and I was like, oh, oh no, have I never noticed this before? Well, but was that makeup from the time period of the movie? No, because then I rewatched the scene from Anchorman, 
Oh, I got an email. No idea. <laughs> what was that? You've got mail. On that note, though, um, thank you for listening to Popcorn Tribunal. Be sure to give us a follow on the Instagram at Popcorn Tribunal, on Twitter at Popcorn Tribunal, and you can find us at popcorntribunal.com. That's or true. on Facebook, new written just reviews search for are Popcorn back, Tribunal. Uh, Tyler and I will be contributing some more written reviews to the site. <laughs> yep. May have a couple ghostwriters here and there to write some bigger stuff. Nicholas Cage will be in character as ghostwriter. Yes. yes. Writing reviews. Yes. And he'll write the clank of his chains every couple of lines. And so when he that, pisses fire. Yes. Oh, Jesus. You remember that? <laughs> yes. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> producer Chris, Coffee Dudes Coffee dot com at a farmer's market near you if you live in indiana um or you can buy his coffee online at coffeedudescoffee.com it's delicious coffee i had four cups of it last episode uh and definitely had my ambm the next day <laughs> i was gonna ask what about a pmbm uh i mean PM I, the PM. right before bed i oh, felt like i was yeah. about to get a colonoscopy so uh that what love is like. Can you insert crickets here? That'd be great. Up your butt? <laughs> no. <laughs> On that note, Slightly thanks muffled. for joining us. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. Thanks, guys. Everybody. Good seeing you. Good hanging out. I'll see you Wednesday. Yes, I'm or excited. Or Thor 4, four more Thor. Thor 4, more Thor. Or Taika Waititi Part 2. Can't wait. ba 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 Thor's gone. ba 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 a new exit thing. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. Ryan all the time. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. Crying all the time. all over the place. What'd you say? The driving. <laughs> Camera from the waist up, please. There's the driven out party. Bye.